This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Now you see them. I need uh, the two of you to step off for a second. Now you don't. The live TV scramble as two co-hosts are whisked off the set. Sonny and Anna both apparently tested positive for COVID. And is this him? Two potential sightings of America's most wanted man. And look what a gator did to this guy in the same swamp where the search for Gabby's fiance is taking place. Then, mass shooting at the supermarket. I need more ambulances. I need all you got right now. All you got. What do you do if you find yourself under fire at the grocery store? When you hear shots fired, do you look for a hiding spot? Plus, first the governor. Now it's his brother's turn. What CNN anchor Chris Cuomo admits he did to his former boss. Then they call it the scariest wooden roller coaster in the world. Did this mom's artery literally burst while she was riding it with her son? And what's he doing way up there? Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello and thanks for joining us. I'm Mary Calvi and today for Deborah, major drama on The View today as two of the hosts test positive for COVID and are told to leave the set right in the middle of the live show. And it could have happened on a worse day since Vice President Kamala Harris was the guest, leading to a major scramble backstage. Les Trent has details. A wild scramble today on live TV. I need uh, the two of you to step off for a second. Okay. Anna and and uh, and, and we're going to bring Sonny. Exactly. Two co-hosts from The View, Anna Navarro and Sonny Hostin, were whisked off the set moments before Vice President Kamala Harris was about to be interviewed. There seems to be something happening here that I'm not 100% aware of. Joy Behar was left totally befuddled. So shall I introduce the vice president? Yes. Okay. So, vice president, no. They cut to a long commercial break, and only then was the audience informed what was going on. Sonny and Anna both apparently tested positive for COVID. No matter how hard we try, uh, these things happen. The vice president is being prepped for her arrival, right? Yep. They cleaned the table. We watched. They did the hands. Everybody's getting all cleaned up, and she'll be out here in a second. The vice president was told to remain backstage. Her Secret Service detail apparently thought it would be a violation of COVID protocol for her to appear on the set. Behind the scenes, a frantic scramble was taking place. We have an update. We're going to talk to her from another room. So we're going to talk to her remotely. Even though she's here. Yes. Even though she's in the building. The remaining hosts, Behar and Sarah Haynes, killed time by taking questions from the audience. What's going through both of your heads in light of everything that just happened? I mean, you what the <laughs> 20 minutes later, the interview with the Veep finally got underway. Yes. I just want to say, 
I hope that you're in a safe spot right now. Sunny and Anna are strong women, and I know they're fine. We're all just sitting there, like, watching everybody run around, right. like, what's happening? We spoke to audience members after the show who say they were told that after they left the set, the hosts were given a rapid test, which reportedly has an accuracy rate of about 78%. It turned out to be a false positive, though. They are negative. If they do have COVID, this photo posted just yesterday has got to be a concern for actress Eva Longoria. She's hugging Anna Navarro. We've learned that Eva has since tested negative. The onset protocol for guests on The View seems a little loosey-goosey. Just this week, some guests gave air high fives, but others hugged and kissed the hosts. This is Jim Murray in Los Angeles. Boosters will be administered starting today for anyone 65 and older who received the Pfizer vaccine and anyone over 18 with an underlying condition, plus frontline workers, including healthcare and grocery stores. And they're already lining up at pharmacies and clinics across the nation. President Biden is urging everyone eligible to get a booster shot. He's getting his. It's hard to acknowledge I'm over 65, but I'll be getting my booster shot. A poll found that more than three quarters of vaccinated Americans say they will get a booster shot. The search continued today for Brian Laundry the day after he was charged with using Gabby Petito's bank card. While the search continues in that Florida nature reserve today, many believe he's long gone. So could these sightings really be him? Stephen Fabian has the latest. The hunt for Gabby Petito's fiance is now nationwide with reported sightings thousands of miles from the Florida swampland. A homeowner in Fort Worth posted this ring camera video of a porch pirate taking a package from his doorway. He's wearing a shirt that says official party starter. Could this be Brian, the post says, looks eerily similar. And a flight attendant posted this photo of a man who bears a striking resemblance to laundry. She saw him outside a hotel in Toronto. I noticed this guy was getting flustered walking out of a hotel. Um, he got back into his car and drove off with another guy. Authorities are still searching the vast alligator-infested swamp where Laundry's parents say he went hiking on September 14th. But private investigator Bill Warner believes Laundry is no longer there. If he's not in there dead, somebody's helping him. You cannot survive down in Florida without a car without a credit card, without a phone, without some place to go. It's nice and dry and cool. It's impossible. Forensic psychiatrist Dr. Keith Abloh told me Laundry may be trying to trick police and the FBI into thinking he committed suicide. It's been reported that he left his wallet and his cell phone here at the house. What does that say to you? To me, leaving your wallet and cell phone at a house, um, rather than saying that you're going to commit suicide, says I'm going to run. Uh, I have no use for my credit cards. I can't use them. Uh, I don't need my ID because I'm never going to be identified as Brian again. Uh, and I'm not going to be traced or tracked. So this cell phone is useless to me, too. Laundry is now officially a wanted fugitive after a federal grand jury issued an arrest warrant accusing him of using a Capital One debit card and a PIN number on August 30th and September 1st to withdraw at least $1,000 from two bank accounts, presumably Gabby's. That's a game changer when it comes to the parents because now that there's an arrest warrant, anyone caught helping Brian Laundry will be in some legal hot water themselves. Now today, the Laundry parents did receive a grocery 
delivery here at the house with what looked like about two weeks worth of food. So it appears the laundry parents are planning on hunkering down here at the home for the long haul. Why aren't you talking? Why aren't you up looking for your son? And if Brian Laundrie is hiding out in that nature reserve, one theory is he could have been attacked by an alligator. This diver knows the danger firsthand. He was in the very same Florida waters when a gator chomped down on his head. A shredded wetsuit tells the tale of a close encounter with an alligator. That's where the teeth went into my skull. Jeffrey Heim is taking us to the spot where it happened. I got bit by an alligator right here. The 25-year-old was scuba diving in the Carlton Reserve, the same alligator-infested swampland that is now the focus of national attention in the search for Gabby Petito's wanted fiancé, Brian Laundrie. This river has a lot more a lot higher volume of gators than any of the other rivers around here. Hyam was hunting for giant prehistoric megalodon shark teeth like this. He sells them through his company, Sharkco.com. Out of nowhere, a seven-foot gator attacked. This is the actual moment of the attack. He just pulled me down, pulled my mask off, and I come up, and then I'm just looking at her, and I realize... Oh my gosh, it's a gator. Hyam was rushed to the hospital and escaped with a skull fracture and 34 gruesome staples in his head. Got me right here, right here, and right here too. I'm lucky I still have my hand. Jeffrey says he has a lot of respect for the authorities searching for Gabby Petito's fiance in the gator-infested terrain. He says he is too traumatized to go back. And I have a lot of anxiety. I don't plan to go back in that river. I'm very lucky to be alive. Meantime, Gabby Petito's funeral is planned for Sunday near the town where she grew up on Long Island in New York. It will be open to the public. The deadly shooting at a Kroger supermarket is reminding us once again that a mass shooting can happen anywhere. So would you know what to do if caught in an active shooter situation while out food shopping? Amber Cogliano with what could be life-saving information. The mass shooting that happened at the Kroger store is sending jitters across America. I need more ambulances. I need all you got right now. All you got. It's a nightmare scenario. You head over to your local supermarket for groceries and end up caught up in a mass shooting running for your life. At the Kroger's in Collierville, Tennessee, terrified staff and customers hid in the walk-in freezers. Yeah, party's hiding. They're uninjured. One employee fled to the roof, raising his hands high to make it clear to cops he's not the shooter. We spoke to Kroger employee Jean Prost. I just run out that side door and run to the back, and I thought, oh, I'm going to get shot in the back. It's just the latest mass shooting to take place at a grocery store. Earlier this year, 10 people were killed when a madman opened fire at a Kroger-owned supermarket in Colorado. It was live streamed. Holy now many are asking, Guys, what if it happens when you're at the supermarket? You walk into the store, you yes. take a quick look around, looking for anything that's out of place. 
at this Gristidis supermarket in New York, Inside Edition's security expert Steve Cardian says it's important to be on alert at all times. When you hear shots fired, do you look for a hiding spot or no. you do, do you go to an exit? I'm going to try and first escape, get out of the harm's way. If I can't, I'm going to use concealment to move. Annie, we hear shots coming from that side of the store. We're yeah. going to run over to this barricade here and we're going to peek. We're going to look. And if we don't see anything and we hear, continue to hear shots in there, we're going to make a beeline out that door. A moving target's harder to hit than a stationary target. If you can't beeline out of the store, if it's coming closer to you, what do you do? End around. Go the opposite direction. Right. Cardian says there's always an exit at the back or side of the store where the deliveries come in. Is there anything you can do? To fight back? Yeah, anything that you could pick up that that might be of a, a substance, a, a bottle or a couple bottles, throw them, throw them at the perpetrator, but keep moving. Today, authorities identified the shooter as a 29-year-old vendor for Kroger's who had reportedly been fired earlier in the day. He was found dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Exactly one month after Andrew Cuomo stepped down as the governor of New York, his brother, CNN's Chris Cuomo is now being accused of inappropriate behavior. His former boss has come forward to say years ago he touched her where he shouldn't have. CNN anchor Chris Cuomo is coming under fire today for what he admits he did to his former boss. We are watching. Shelley Ross, an ex-GMA executive producer, reveals that in 2005, Cuomo greeted me with a strong bear hug while lowering one hand to firmly grab and squeeze the cheek of my buttock. It happened at a bar during a going away party for an ABC News colleague. Cuomo worked at ABC at the time. In an op-ed published in today's New York Times, Ross quotes Cuomo as saying as he groped her, I can do this now that you're no longer my boss. No, you can't, she says, she replied, pushing him off me at the chest while stepping back, revealing my husband, who had seen the entire episode at close range. The allegation comes a little more than one month after Cuomo's brother, Andrew Cuomo, resigned as New York state governor in the wake of his own sexual harassment scandal. He denies any wrongdoing. The best way I can help now is if I step aside and let government get back to governing. Raw shared this email from Chris Cuomo, which he sent an hour after the 2005 groping incident. The subject line, now that I think of it, I am ashamed. He apologized to her very good and noble husband, then he apologized to her for even putting you in such a position. Ross says she never thought Cuomo's behavior was sexual in nature, but a hostile act meant to diminish and belittle his female former boss in front of the staff. Today, Cuomo sent this statement to the Times. As Shelley acknowledges, our interaction was not sexual in nature. It happened 16 years ago in a public setting. I apologized to her then, and I meant it. Shelley Ross says despite what happened, she does not want to see Chris Cuomo fired. Now, heart-stopping video that proves even a big tractor-trailer is no match for a tornado. Dramatic video catches the moment a tractor-trailer is flipped over in a tornado. The terrifying video captured on dash cam shows a powerful twister touching down in Pennsylvania. As the car ahead goes through the light, the truck waits and starts swaying from the whopping 130 mile an hour winds. Wow, incredible. That actually happened during Hurricane Ida earlier this month, but was just posted online. Next, they call it the scariest wooden roller coaster in the world. 
Did this mom's artery literally burst while she was riding it with her son? And what's he doing way up there? Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. No one loved roller coasters more than this mother and son. Sadly, she died of a burst artery moments after riding a coaster. Now her son is taking another ride, this one for mom. It's considered one of the scariest roller coasters ever built. The Voyage is located at Holiday World Theme Park in Indiana. Time Magazine once named it the number one wooden roller coaster in the world. 1.2 miles of sheer terror. Roller coaster enthusiast Don Jankovic and her son Gunner couldn't wait to try it. It seems like she had an adventurous side. Yeah. But then the unthinkable happened. Did you get any warning sign before? Was there anything? Did your mom say, oh, I'm feeling kind of weird today? Nothing. Nothing at all. Just seconds into the ride, 47-year-old Dawn passed out. Adding to the horror, the coaster had another two minutes to go. There was no way of stopping. When they finally got to the end, it was too late. This witness was shocked. A lady got hurt on voyage and had to get sent to the hospital. Gunner's divorced dad was notified. He was six hours away. He drove to the hospital with his girlfriend. I I knew because I work in healthcare that if the chaplain's calling, I know what that means. The whole time we're driving, I was thinking about Gunner, thinking how terrible it must be to be in his situation to see what he saw. So what happened? Dawn suffered a tear in her thoracic artery. She bled to death internally. It's not known if the roller coaster ride led to the medical crisis, says Dr. Todd Berland, a vascular surgeon at NYU. How could this happen to somebody riding a roller coaster? If you think about the sudden acceleration or deceleration forces in a roller coaster, any kind of blunt force on that area or in any area could cause injury to an artery. How rare is a tear in this specific artery? We're talking the last 30 years, about 50 to 55 cases ever reported. In a remarkable tribute to his late mom, Gunner boarded a roller coaster at Cedar Point in Ohio. He says he's sure his mom would approve. The amusement park where Dawn died says they inspected the coaster and it was operating properly. Her death was ruled accidental. When we come back, is this the most dangerous job in America? This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now... 
New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. If you're afraid of heights, this is not the job for you. Don't look down. It's jaw-dropping video of a man dangling from the spire of New York City's iconic Chrysler building. He's 1,000 feet above street level, secured by nothing more than a few ropes. And here he is on more secure ground. He's master rigger James Marksbury. Let's go. And we were there as he prepped to go back out on the spire. It definitely takes a, a unique person to do this. James and his co-workers from Cole NYC perform maintenance and inspection jobs on the tallest skyscrapers in New York. People afraid of heights need not apply. After putting on their safety harnesses and helmets on the 61st floor of the Chrysler building, it's time to climb. First, indoors. No more steps, now we got ladders. Wearing 20 pounds of safety gear, they then climb eight floors of ladders to get inside the spire. Once out on the spire, this guy climbs it like a flagpole. Everything's safe and we're going to get the job done. From a neighboring building, boss George Cole watches his son Zach ascend the spire. To see my son on top of the Chrysler building at 25 years old, it's just amazing to me. I, I, I could cry just even thinking about it. So, do they get scared? I don't think I get scared. I think it's more of a respect for how high you are. To me, it's very peaceful because I'm above all the chaos. I'm up by myself with the birds and the hawks. I love it. Oh, I can't even watch. And next, wardrobe malfunction at a wedding. Finally, doesn't he know not to upstage the bride? Here comes the ring bearer. There you go, man. And there goes his pants. <laughs> what a little smarty pants. <laughs> oh, too cute. And that's Inside Edition. We'll see you next time. If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.